you ain't first, you're last. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the If You're Not First, Your Last Fancy Football Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the If You're Not First, Your Last Fantasy Football League. We are through week nine. Fantasy Football Commissioner Alan Byrne here, alongside Burns himself, Own Byrne, Own What's Shaking. Hey, Alan, how are you? Uh, another great week of games. Uh, the playoffs really starting to take shape. Some people in, some people out. Some drummings this week. Yeah, a lot of beatdowns in the league this week. Uh, a couple of close ones, but uh, yeah, some smackdowns laid. And uh, as you rightly say, playoff picture beginning to unfold. Uh, we've a lot to get to this week. Let's start off with some news. Uh, injury updates this week. So the return of CMC was the big news. Yeah, big news. Uh, this week was return to CMC, like you said. Uh, didn't last too long. One game. He seems to be out again with a shoulder injury. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, he came back and instantly was the CMC of old. 37 yeah. points in one go. It, yeah, it was like it he like... never missed any time. Yeah. Ridiculous. yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. But, but unfortunately, course. looks like he's uh, going to miss some more time. Uh, I, I understand we're recording Thursday morning. Uh, I understand he's out for this weekend. Um, we'll get some confirmation yeah, as the weekend goes through. Definitely looking like he's going to miss this week again. And I think they're planning on taking it week to week or day to day or you know whatever coach speak they used. Yeah, yeah. Now week ten is going to see some comebacks as well. Uh, looks like Miles Sanders is going to be activated. Nick Chubb, Debo Samuel. Raheem Mustard, all uh, all edging to get back in. Yeah, look like the Niners are starting to try and get healthy again. Um, also, hopefully, Miles Sanders will be back and better than ever. Let's let's all hope. No, let's hope not. Um, <laughs> uh, other COVID news then. There was COVID issues, obviously, with the 49ers last week. Um Pittsburgh Steelers this week some COVID issues ongoing uh, as as with every week uh, something to monitor yeah for sure something to monitor um, you would be expecting a majority of them to be reactivated hopefully Saturday but definitely something to keep an eye on um, being allowed to move them into the IR spot is definitely helpful yeah there you go there you go alrighty let's uh Move ahead. Week 9. It's in the rear view. And we head to crunch time in the playoff battle. Our game of the week sees a first appearance from the unhappy Gallaudets as they took on the Nina football team. This one was a low-scoring slugfest throughout Sunday night's action. Only one player from each side eclipsed the 20-point mark. Matty Ice hit this threshold for the unhappy Gallaudets and was helped along with reasonable performances from McKinnon, Smith, and Waller. In response, the Nina football team at Aaron Rodgers hit the 20-point mark, with help from Julio, Engram, and Kamara. However, both teams had poor performances. Gordon, Olsen, and Lockett for the Nina football team, with a goose egg from previous week's star Corey Davis. 
Unhappy Colonies had a slow return from Thomas and Brown and a goose egg of their own from a nearly injury to Justin Jackson. As with all tight games this season, it came down to the Monday night game. Unhappy Galilees were 6.6 points in the hole, with the Pats D to play the Jets. A 14-point haul gives the Unhappy Galilees a sneaky win in a low-scoring game. Need a football team end the week in the playoff spots at 5-4. Unhappy Galilees keeping their playoff flicker alive with their second win on the spin, now at 3-6. and six. Own. Yeah, this game definitely makes me picture two fat guys in the ring just trying to punch each other until <laughs> one falls down. <laughs> this was <laughs> this was uh, this was a low-scoring uh, duel. Um, uh, the unhappy Gala is trying to trying to keep their season alive, and again, in and his football team. Really just struggled to find the consistency that may be needed through a playoff run. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's uh remains to be seen, you know, if they can uh keep that run alive. Yeah, right. yeah, for sure. Alrighty, our blowout of the week was handed out by Boorn's Cleveland Steamers as they clobbered the batshit draft merchants. Roethlisberger, McLaren, Cherk and Locke all came in big for Cleveland Steamers as they shot out ahead early and cruised to victory despite no help from their running backs. Registering the lowest score of the week, the response from batshit draft merchants was pitiful. Despite Mahomes hitting 30 points, only one other player clipped 15 points as six players failed to hit double digits with three of those failing to get to two points each. Woof! With three players sitting on their bench over 20 points, Cleveland Steamers easily win to take their sixth of the campaign and into second spot in the league on their own at six and three. Batshit draft merchants have their season in the balance at four and five. Big win on. Big win. Yeah, uh came at a good time too. Um you know what I mean? These uh these kind of this kind of time of year now is the time you need those wins. Um it was nice to feel how Ben feels and have it all wrapped up going to bed on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it was uh Yeah, got out there early alright, so there's no catching you. No catching. And as you say, uh, yeah. nice time of the year to get it and put your foot, uh, one foot firmly in the playoffs. Yeah, quick and clean. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Game three saw a league-leading juggernaut. Sundays are for the boys. Stay top, claiming their seventh win of the season, this time over unnecessary roughness. This week's performances from Cook, Adams, Hill and Watson claimed a combined 128.84 points. Those four players alone had more points than the Batshit Draft Merchants, Nina Football Team, or Unhappy Galilee's entire squads this week. That is tough to beat, and unnecessary roughness couldn't do it this time. Despite good performances from Wilson, Allen, Brown, and Judy, they just weren't good enough to keep pace. 
Sunday's there for the boys. Ease to another victory and stay clear at the top on 7-2. and two. Unnecessary roughness. Stay in the playoff spots at 5-4. and four. Nasty. Yeah, another um, impressive flex by Ben. <laughs> just, it's just, it's insurmountable scoring. Um, it's just hard to beat. That, yeah, Cook has just been Cook has been a different gravy. Oh, his he's different. Class. His his last two week pace. If he kept that up for sixteen weeks, he would almost have four thousand scrimmage yards and fifty touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, that's just insane, you know. Yeah, oh, that's big. <laughs> he's different, different class. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's really, sure, really. You know, Adams up to his. Adams just he looked unmarkable again the other night. And we, which is so funny about playing the Packers. I mean, he's going to throw to Adams. American. <laughs> yes, at least half of his passes will go to yeah. Adams. And, and most of his red zone ones as well. You know, Adams is just picking off touchdowns to beat the band. But yeah, happy days for Ben. <laughs> yeah. Not for the rest of us, unfortunately, but uh, yeah. then be the breaks. But um, it's, it's hard to see yeah. how he'll uh, be beaten. Well, well, he's been beaten twice this season already, so, you know, he's beatable. Outscoring Sundays are for the Boyds this week were remembered tight ends as they handed out an equal hammering to shake and bake. Some of last week's questions were answered emphatically as remember the tight ends had a returning CMC rack up 37.1 points, which is almost the same amount of points as shake and bake's new crushes Metcalf and Jacobs had combined. Adding to CMC's big day, Allen and his Bills D, Fuller and Juju all went over the 20-point mark as remember the tight ends hit the week's top score. As with Unnecessary Roughness, Shake and Bake put up a good score. But also like Unnecessary Roughness, it was not good enough. Herbert and Bridgewater hit 20-plus points, but it was all fairly pedestrian after that. Shake and Bake, end week 9, at a league bottom 2-7. and seven. And out of the playoff picture without a miracle. Remember the tight ends trying to stay in the hunt at three and six. What do you think? Yeah, uh, CMC, as we alluded to earlier, the very impressive performance coming back. Um, ten catches from ten targets. Always, always a help in a PPR yeah, league. Sick. And he'll be. Quinny will be pretty sick seeing him gone out injured again. Yeah. Luckily he didn't drop Mike Davis, didn't do anything hasty. Yeah, and pretty sick to not have had him throughout the season. If this is the kind of help he was going to get, you know, uh, disappointing to yeah. be 3-6, and six, uh, having the 101 and, and taking CMC. You think uh, he's good enough to keep you in the playoff hunt, you know? Yeah, um... Definitely, uh, definitely for sure. I've been dealing with that headache myself with Berkeley. So yeah, hard to give sympathy when your player doesn't come back at all. True. True. <laughs> all right, the final game of the week saw a good back and forth match between Daklas in the future and Easy Company One Hundred and One. Easy Company One Hundred and One had Kelsey Diggs and Foles hit the twenty point mark on Sunday as they tried to lay down a marker. 
but poor games from Bell, Cook and the Chiefs D let the game in the balance. Dakless in the future only had Kyler Murray to rely on as he hit almost 37 points. Only the Ravens D and Hayden Hurst got into double digits where seven others failed. As we headed into the Pats-Jets game Monday night, Easy Company had a nine-point lead and two players to play. And while James White stunk, Cam came good for Easy Company and did enough to stay ahead despite an almost 30-point performance from Dakless in the Futures' Jacoby Myers. Easy Company 101 take an important win and both sides end Week 9 in the playoff spots at 5-4. and four. Own. Yeah, uh, slightly a good matchup here this week. Um, it was Jacoby Myers' uh, huge week. Probably made it look a little closer than it was. Um, back to the future, we're in a bit of trouble this week when with Hopkins not not producing yeah. the big game. Yeah. Uh, Murray still had his big game, but the tandem not having both having a big game definitely um, definitely not helpful. And uh, Bears' defense did their damnedest to shut down Derrick Henry. Holding them 68 yards and no score. Yeah, that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do against Henry, you know. He's uh, he's a monster, but the Bears' uh, the Bears D showing that they're one of the best in the league at the moment. Yeah, if we could score points, we'd be going very yeah, well. Yeah, well, maybe he'll swing for that new shiny QB, you know, Jimmy G or you know, Sam Darnold or someone here. Yeah. No, no, thank you. No part of Jimmy G. Thank you. He's a signal. Indeed. All righty. Go get Jameis Winston like we should have done last yeah, year. Yeah. Sleepers Weekly Report has the best manager this week being Quinny, who had a 99% perfect possible lineup. That's some good management right there. Worst manager of the week. Despite a big win, yep. Burns, Cleveland Steamers, 81%. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll be the worst manager every week and get the biggest blowout victory. Yeah, no absolutely. problem. But you had the biggest blowout against the Apache Draft Merchants. Narrows victory, victory was the unhappy Galladay's highest score. Remember the tight ends, lowest score, Apache Draft Merchants. Remember the tight ends were the overachiever of the week. Eclipsing their projection by 22%. Whereas the Nina football team were 36% underestimate. QB of the week was Connor Murray. RB and wide receiver of the week. Dalvin Cook and Devontae Adams respectively for the second week in a row. Tight end of the week Travis Kelsey. Defense of the week Buffalo Bills. Bench warmers included Drew Brees. JD McKissick. Brashad Perryman. Dalton Schultz. And the Tennessee Titans defense. We look ahead to week 10. Your podcast hosts do battle for the second time this season. In fact, all these games are replicas of the week 1 matchups. Right now, uh, Cleveland Steamers have a 55% chance of winning. Only 3.62 points in the difference. It's going to be another close one. Yeah, it's going to be good one. The 5-4 and four Nina football team take on the 4-5 and five Batshit Draft Merchants. This is a big game for both sides. If Batshit lose, they could be out. 
if Nina football team lose, they're in a scrap for the, those final places. Equally, the 5-4 Dacklis in the future take on the 7-2 league leading. Sundays are for the Boyds. Hard to see uh, where Andrew's points are going to come from against uh, Sundays are for the Boyds, the way they're rocking at the moment, but you just never know. Stranger things have happened. Yeah, that's for sure. The 3-6 Unhappy Holidays take on the 3-6 Remember the Tight Ends. This game will mean the winner has an outside shot at playoffs. The loser is heading for the Toilet Bowl Championship. There will be no doubt about it. And finally, the 5-4 Easy Company 101 take on the 2-7 Shake and Bake. An important one for Porter to get over the line if he wants to stay or ease his path, I suppose, into the playoffs. Keen. Needs four wins in a row and a lot of help to have a playoff shot. It's gloomy. It's gloomy. Some tasty matchups here, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's going to be a good weekend. Um, just between our, our own matchup, I think. Um, I think a lot of it hinges on tonight. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the Titans Colts game is it could be a big decider in our in our game, which you have in three Titans players. Yeah, yeah. Let's get off to a good start. Last week when uh, Green got off to a horrible start with his three Niners. Yeah, hopefully that won't happen this week. <laughs> hopefully it does. Yeah, yeah. The Colts is a is a, a tough matchup, so it'll be tough. But you know, Tennessee year. Tennessee are doing well too, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good game. I'd say should be a good game. Yeah, but I mean, one of the better Thursday night games we've had, I think. Yeah, but a win for you this week probably guarantees your playoff spot. A win for me, win a minute, winning them in, baby, winning them in. Yeah, but a win for me could see us both in. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Screw you. <laughs> uh, but a lot, a lot riding on the uh, batshit draft merchants in the football team game and the unhappy goddess remember the tight end games. Everyone needs a win yeah. there. For all different yeah. reasons, but uh, all sorts. Absolutely, everybody yeah. has to win this weekend to stay in the mix. That's it. Losing That's this it. weekend could mean you're out for for a couple of teams. So. Yeah, absolutely. That is correct. Um, right, we're into week 10. Week 11 is the trade deadline in our league. So trades need to be in um, uh, before uh, next Thursday. Before the week 11 start. Um, so if you want to shake up your squads, keep in mind that we're a keeper league. We're going to keep three players next year. So if you're making trades... Uh, keep in mind you might be trading four players that you'd like to keep next year. You can trade away pieces that you know you're not going to keep uh, depending on how your season's going, you know. So always uh, always keep that in mind. In the next week or two, we will get into uh, the whole keeper setup and uh, just give you some information, but uh, you won't need to... 
you won't need to confirm your keepers until uh, the draft next August. So we've got loads of time uh, to sort all that out. Uh, but uh, we'll keep you in the know. Keep you in the know. Yeah, yeah. Just it's just something to keep in the mind, um, and you'll get all the details when you need them. Yeah, yeah. So as week ten, we see a repeat of games from week one. There are, of course, questions to be answered when the action begins. In what's scheduled to be a really tight game, will Cleveland Steamers complete the sweep over his podcasting co-host, or will unnecessary roughness enact revenge? And keep their playoff charge alive. Can the batshit draft merchants keep in the playoff hunt through the hot hand of Nick Mullins? Or will Nina football team ride the rook to Tonga Valoa and put a serious dent in their championship ambitions? Will Dakus in the future be able to snap their own two-game win streak? Or will Sundizer for the boys be able to claim an unprecedented seven wins in a row? In what could be the most important match of the week, can I remember the tight ends get by with CMC sidelined again? Or when the all happy Galdes keep the faint playoff hopes alive by putting Quinny squarely in the toilet bowl race? And is the time now for a historic, magical, shake and bake streak to the playoffs? Or will Easy Company make sure that all they do is streak on their own? Through the quad to the gymnasium. All to be revealed in week 10. We're streaking! <laughs> Look at the streaking. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> oh, golly. All to be answered in week 10. Yeah, there's some big questions. <laughs> there are, there are. I particularly like the hot hand of Nick Mullins. Well, you know, you gotta play. You gotta play the hot hand, you know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, Roo. That kind of wraps it up for week nine review. Keep those downloads coming. We appreciate all the listeners out there. Hope you're getting uh, getting some uh, some information as well as uh, some laughs out of what's going on here and. Uh, Thank you very much for uh, for tuning in. Yeah, uh, continue and stay steady across the listenership. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks very much. Yeah. All right. Boys, enjoy the games. This weekend, wins, losses, heartbreaks, championships, toilet bowls. It's all getting closer and closer. Best of luck to all out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is crunch time who's going to come up good in the clutch that's it the business end of the season is in and we'll talk to you next week cheers guys bye <laughs>